You know, I've been thinking about the best way to word this and where I should put it. Because I was thinking about it and I was like, there's something about holding an infant who's upset because they're tired that reminds me of working in retail. How so? It's that like, there's something about like someone screaming in your face about something that is entirely and only within their control. you know what i mean oh yes i very much know what you mean (laughs) like i had that thought while rowan is just like "Ah," just screaming in my face and i'm like if you're tired go go to to sleep sleep." and it reminded me yeah it reminded me very much of someone just being like i want to return this and you're like you can it's upstairs why can't i return it here because we don't have the ability to do that i want to Everybody. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and completely blank on your intro. My name is Chris Treble. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. I feel like that's the only time that's ever happened. That I blanked on the intro? Yeah, or or totally gave up. But the up. fact that I said that I blanked on the intro... It worked. ...means that I didn't blank on the intro. I literally just make it up. And I've said this before. I will think up the thing I'm going to say in that moment. Sometimes I'll I'll think it up like way in advance. And I'm like, oh, that's all right. I like that. I'll use that. And then other times I'm like, usually it's for whatever. Yeah. Usually it's like another show that I'm like, I have no idea. I started the intro and I'm like, oh, shit, I was supposed to think of something for this. And then I'll get to that point And all of a sudden it'll just kind of pop out. But this just now, this is really interesting to talk about a thing that happened 30 seconds ago. This one, as I was saying it, I was like, I'm going to blank on this intro. And then I thought I could just say blank on this intro. And then I thought, that's stupid. And then I went, let's do it anyway. That's very actor studio of you. (laughs) Yeah, I thought, well, that's stupid. And then I thought, so's this. Well, stupid sounds good. Yeah, (laughs) so's everything we do. The I, I love that, though, because do you remember you used to write them down? In the little notes that I have, which I don't have today, but usually if I write notes, I will label the title of the episode, whatever I think I'm going to say in the intro. Uh. So my notes look real weird <laughs> because sometimes they just have weird titles to the things. The way I memorize lines for acting is I write them down. And to save space, I would like write them super small over and over again. I'd use the margins on the sides, like basically ro- rotate the book like 90 degrees and write in the margins and stuff like that because it didn't have to look nice. I just had to like do the motion and see the words get made and then it would stick in my brain. So my notebooks look like the notebooks of a sociopath. <laughs> it's seriously like to be or not to be, that is the question. And you rotate the book and it's like, whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings oh and arrows. God. And like, But it's all, it's all like, you know, I didn't, I never did Hamlet. So it's stuff no one would know. It's, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. So you were doing a different play, but to memorize your lines, you wrote the lines from Hamlet. I have yeah, to write okay. to be or not to be. Fantastic. Yes, exactly. But you know what I mean? Like if someone opened it up and they'd be like, this is pure insanity. Yeah. I, the way I memorized lines uh, was I just made it up as I went along. It's very method of you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And they were like, you know, that's not any of the lines. And I was like, <laughs> your check cleared already. So fuck it. <laughs> I don't read the script. Script reads me. 
Have you seen Tropic Thunder? Yes, several times. I haven't watched it in a while. I actually want to give it a rewatch. Yeah, because people give it a lot of flack recently because technically Robert Downey Jr. was playing a character in blackface, but that's but sort of that's the point. that's the joke. I know. That's the is, point. Is that he's a bad person. Like, yes. the whole point of that movie is that superstars are bad people. Yes. That's the whole point of the movie. 100%. That movie ages in an odd way because it'll still, every time there's a new kind of, like, social issue that comes up, it'll come up that it should be canceled, that yeah. they should, you should no longer watch it, because it's probably in there. Like, I remember the, the used, R word. Yeah, I was going to say, they, they use the, yeah. the R word in there, and... People are like, oh, you shouldn't watch that because it uses the R word. But the point is the fact that that's a bad word. Yeah. And these characters are the type of people that use it. Yes. Like in a in a, in a a commercial way. And I'm like, that's the point of the movie. Yeah. If Captain America was making, was like, if he had those lines, that wouldn't be good. But the whole point of this movie is that you're supposed to dislike these people. Right. If Robert Downey Jr. was in blackface as tony stark (laughs) then you could cancel that movie but the point is that he's a white guy who thinks he's so good an actor that he has to undergo all of this and do that and then why am i why am i explaining tropic thunder and justifying it well i was gonna say though that's why you have to have jay barshell's character i think that's how you pronounce his name uh, because he's the only one he's the everyman yeah and it works perfectly he's the guy who is reacting to the things around oh, him such a good movie yeah i have to see if it that's is. that's got to be on somewhere i saw it in theaters twice i oh, yeah I, I think i saw it twice maybe three times in theater why do you always gotta one-up me uh because i can't let you win <laughs> that's fair yeah simple all right so shall we get to the news shall we do this let's get to the news let's get to the news there's not a whole lot going on, but I do have a little bit of everything. I got a little Marvel. I got a little DC. What do you want to start with? Uh, Marvel. Too bad. I want to talk about Batwoman. So we lost a Batwoman, which we talked about earlier, and now we have gained a Batwoman. Oh, so we have broken even on Batwomen. Batwomanses. Batwomanses? Batwomen I? Yeah. Ruby Rose exited Batwoman after one season and everyone was wondering, what are they going to do to replace her? What are, who are they going to get? And so they've actually, uh, sorry, I'm looking at this person's name and going, I'm going to mispronounce the first name this time. They've casted a new Batwoman in, I'm going to say it's Javicia. I think it's, Jav- it's J-A-V-I-C-I-A. I think this C is a soft C. Javicia? Javicia? Javicia Smith. Javicia. Nope. She is definitely not Italian. <laughs> Javicia Leslie is taking over the role of Batwoman in Batwoman. First of all, she's not playing the same character. So she's not playing Carol Kane, the original Batwoman. She's playing, this is uh, via Hollywood Reporter, I think. That's a weird name. She'll play a character named Ryan Wilder. Also become the first black actress to play Batwoman on television. Nice. So... They are not only is she a black actress, but she's also in real life. The actor is bisexual. So oh, she nice. they are also keeping it as someone, a member of the LBGT community. I feel like Ruby Rose may have been the first live action Batwoman at all. Right. Yeah. It, it's funny because she did have a quote where she was like, I'm extremely proud to be to be the first black actress to play the iconic role of Batwoman on television. And I was like, I don't want to ruin your moment. But we might be wrong. Well, no, I'm trying to think. The Adam West Batman, I think they had Batgirl. They did. I don't think Batwoman existed yet. Mm, 
So she was only ever in the comics. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Batgirl was created in the Adam West 66 one. Uh, 1961 was uh, the first appearance of Batgirl. So there were only a few years ahead of time. Yes. Because they wanted to get little boys to watch more or something. No, they wanted to get little girls to watch. So they put a girl in it. There it is. They wanted to get teenage boys to watch. So they put a girl in it. <laughs> but she, yeah, so she's going to be taking over. She's an original character. There is no one named Ryan Wilder in the DCU. Oh. However, it's very possible that that's not her real name, that she's going to be revealed to be a different character, that she might just take over the name. There's a lot of speculation about, you know, what or who she could be. But yeah, I think uh, this is cool. As long as at the end of the show, they don't go, hey, you should really use your biological name. And she goes, Robin? <laughs> I don't know. You should really use your biological name. Gordon Levitt? I don't know. <laughs> that You know what? I, if it went Gordon Levitt, I think that'd be a great, that'd be a fantastic finale. <laughs> There's also notes not saying that Carol King couldn't appear again, couldn't come back. Which is, I think, kind of the beauty of doing it this way, is that Ruby Rose can come back for, not to say that she would, like, come back as the lead or anything like that, but a guest appearance, couple episodes arc, that type of thing. And then you have two Batwomen. That would be cool. I Yeah, we still don't really know what the reason, like, if they left on Bad Blood or anything like that, right? Yeah, they haven't. I remember we discussed it a little bit when we brought it up, and I remember thinking, like, it was always weird to me. I mean, it was great, but it was always weird to me that she was in this, because I remember when she got cast and being like, I mean, this is a great get for the show, but she's a fucking movie star. Like, she was in fucking John Wick and shit. Like, I I didn't know what she was doing on a CW show. Well, I think she was doing it because this was the first time that she was the lead of something, which which parlays you to be able to say, I can carry something. We talked about this already, but I've, I've... I'm nearly certain she was a lead in that prison. Show she was, a, she, she was, but she wasn't like the title character that everything revolves. Right. About but her. by that season, she kind of was like the, the character you had been following of Chapman was no longer that character. I, I it doesn't matter. We can move on. No, I, no, that's fine. I just, I, I, I mean, I'll trust you because I have not watched orange is, is the new black. Yeah, so I I think this is all good things. I love the way that they that they replaced Ruby Rose with a black actress. I love the fact that she's still part of the LGBTQ community, so you still have that going. I think that the the fact that they started this series as a series that embraces people that don't get represented in Hollywood a lot, that tradition carried forward and it was actually amplified by getting a black actress who's part of the LG, LBGT community. So I think that's that's fantastic. And the fact that they kept that going when they could have easily just gone, I mean, we had somebody, but she left. So what do you want us to do? We just casted a white straight woman. I honestly would have preferred it if they just continued business as usual and cast this person as the original character. Really? Yeah, I would have loved that. I, I think there is nothing that promotes diversity better than being like, it doesn't matter that it's like we've done this a million times but the race has always stayed the same. The basic like look of the character has always stayed the same. So why does it matter if it's a person who looks totally different? Sure. Right? Right. That's fair. We've done it with um, Fight Club. Ed Norton. We've done it with Ed Norton and Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> I was like, there was no recasting in Fight Club. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, they replaced Ed Norton with Brad Pitt. You don't remember that? 
And uh, we've done it with um, what's his face and what's his face. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. Oh, uh, you know what? You bring up a, a very good example. Absolutely true. It's Rody. What's his face and what's his face? Don Cheadle and no. You know what? No, I could help you, but I'm not going to. Go ahead. Let's just sit in this for a while. <laughs> da, 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 da. He has three names. Nope. He doesn't have three names. Terrence Howard. There it I is. Re- I could remember Howard. You know what it was? I was thinking Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. You know what's really <laughs> funny about that? I didn't remember his name until five seconds before you said it. So I was really calling your bluff on that one. <laughs> I would rather they just switch out the character and just continue business as usual. Because then they don't have to do a bunch of like linguistic acrobatics to like fix the dialogue. And we got to figure out what happened to this other character. And now we have to introduce this new one. And there's got to be like a trade-off. Mm-hmm. Are we going to include, like you were saying, are we going to include the, the Ruby Rose back in it? at some point maybe we have to leave that open so like we can't just fucking kill her so like there's so many like logistics that they have to now like do acrobatics around to figure it out and they might be i mean they've been really good at that sort of thing before the cwdc shows better than they should be by any accounts based on their budget sure so i'm sure they'll be fine but i would have rather they're just like no this is her now like don't like it tough shit yeah i hear what you're saying and i i do agree with you in that sense and i think that's a an excellent point that you make. I think that for me, the reason that I like this idea of bringing in a brand new character is simply for a storytelling purpose. I think it holds a lot of potential. You now have a character that is walking into something and they're, so you can explore the idea of like, what is it to pick up a mantle? Why would someone choose to pick up this mantle after this person has left? And the kind of filling shoes aspect of the storytelling. Not, not to say that what you suggested wouldn't be amazing, and I totally agree with you, but I just like the idea of like, cool, we're going to give this actor an original character to be able to walk into and sink her teeth into and make her own instead of trying to like mold this previously formed thing to what she can do and what she would want to make it and the writers want to make it with her as the actor. Give her something original to really like jump into and make all her own and make something very cool with it and play to her strengths then. You know what I really like about this choice is that I don't recognize her from anything. Right. I'm looking at her IMDb page right now. I've heard of the MacGyver show. Never seen it. I've never seen any of this. You sounded like a 79-year-old woman when you said the MacGyver show, by the way. The new one is what I mean by that. It's what you watch after you watch the JAG. <laughs> You're a JAG. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> it raises my confidence that they know what they're doing. Yes. Because... It says to me, yeah, we could get another Ruby Rose. We could get another person who has the experience that she has. But this is the person who's right for the character we want. Right. Yeah, 100%. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, so either, I mean, no matter what they did, I think this was a good decision all around. A good way to go. Watchmen's Rorschach is getting his own comic run written by Tom King. And honestly, I think it's weird that they approved a solo arc for a guy who wears a picture of my dad yelling at me as a mask, but I don't call the shots, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well done thank you also you have one of my stories i know that's why i did this one first yay <laughs> so tom king said quote like the hbo show watchman and very much like the original 86 watchman this is a very political work it's an angry work we're so angry all the time now we have to do something with all that anger it's called rorschach not because of the character rorschach but because what you see in these characters tells you more about yourself than them. Yeah. This is, listen, you and I have 
numerous times talked about our love for Tom King. So I'm very positive about this. We should note, by the way, that this is not going to be the original Rorschach. This is going to be the character of Reggie Long, who's his successor, which was introduced in the Doomsday Clock, which people have mixed feelings about, myself included. That being said, in the hands of Tom King... If there's anyone who can do it justice. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say this, because this actually, when I saw this story, this is the question I had for you. So we have the show The Watchmen. We had Doomsday Clock that just wrapped up uh, a few months back. And now we have this coming out. Is there a risk of almost overexposing the property of the Watchmen and kind of watering down the legacy? I don't know enough about the legacy. I just read it for the first time... I don't know, three months ago or whenever that was, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, I sort of get what you mean. Like, is it is sort of, is the market being like flooded with Watchmen stuff? Yeah. Nah, it's a little bit of like sensory overload. I think that we went like 40 years without anything from Watchmen. But at the end of the day, we had a movie 10 years ago. Right. We had the button started like two or three years ago, the Doomsday Clock. And then we had the Watchmen show and now we've got this new run. So like, it's not, you know, when you look at it over that, like over the past 40 years, we've had four things. (laughs) Right. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a a prequel series in 2012, but you're right. So it's like five things, but yeah, I know what you're saying. So yeah, I guess you're right over the course of the, and also at the end of the day, if it's good, it's good. And also, you could say the same thing about Marvel characters and the MCU. Sure. That over the past 10 years, we've had like 400 right. movies, but everyone still watches those. That's true. And it's just, it's doing nothing but good for, for Marvel. I mean, they're, you know, mm-hmm. even on the comic side, people are buying them up. So, yep. yeah, I mean, this is going to be, you know what? By the way, speaking of Tom King, just to go off on a tangent, he has an Adam Strange series that he's doing that. I'm going to, as soon as it gets a little farther in, it'll, it'll probably be a reading assignment for you. But it's Good. very much the same vein as Mr. Miracle as well. Yeah, great. Yeah. Looking so forward to it. So that is, I'm so excited for this. Yeah, I saw this, this came through like today. And I'm super excited about it. The Rorschach thing. Yeah, yeah. And the Rorschach comic series is uh, forthcoming from writer Tom King, who worked on Batman and Mr. Miracle, along with artist Jorge Fornes, colorist Dave Stewart, and letterer Clayton Cowles. Yeah. And this is going to be under their black label. Yeah. And their bla- if you don't know what the black label is, that is like... That's the Batman penis label, right? Yeah, that's, uh, the, yeah, that's the bat dick imprint. You like that? <laughs> I didn't even think that up beforehand. That just, that just came to me. <laughs> Pun intended. Yeah, 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 yeah. We do jokes. We do jokes here. <laughs> we do funny jokes. Not only are we going to get a The Batman with the Robert Pattinson, on top of that, HBO Max, which was just recently launched, is going to have a The Batman spin off TV show exploring Gotham City and the Gotham City Police. And this is going to be produced by Matt Reeves, who's directing The Batman. TV is said to be largely inspired by the critically acclaimed 40 issue comic series Gotham Central. Uh, the comic series focuses on the law enforcement and district attorney's offices in Gotham, dealing with the Gotham City Police Department's day shift and their night shifts. Batman would be tangentially involved in this so as in like you don't know if he would be seen or not he would be mentioned again you have 
Robert Pattinson playing the Batman in the movie version of this and Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon in the movie version of this. Neither of them have been confirmed to even make a single appearance in this entire series. So I guess the question is, would you like to watch a second show about the city that Batman lives in without any of the characters of Batman in it? What are you talking about? Which one? Wait, what's the first one? Uh, there was a show with a very odd title called Gotham. That was about Gotham. But didn't that have the Joker and Catwoman and, and Jim all Gordon? Ca- yeah, I'm just, really, I just meant Batman. Just Would you like to <laughs> watch a second say, show? I we also had the movie Joker, which was one of your favorites. You're a son of a bitch. <laughs> We've done this before and people have liked it. Look, whenever there is something that doesn't have Batman in it that is set in the Batman universe, I question how much of that is just marketing oh that it's a matter of time until he no no just marketing that like hey we've got an idea for an original drama but we don't know how to get people to watch it i don't know say it's in gotham you know got it yeah i know what you're saying yeah that's i mean listen that is a tale as old as time in hollywood yeah as of taking like an original idea and making a diehard movie out of it because joker didn't have to be about the joker it could have just been about a guy a hundred percent uh i mean we don't have to do that episode again but um (laughs) i would like to i would like to send you into like an acid flashback ptsd moment (laughs) i don't want to do that yeah i i wonder that as well because it's said to talk about the corruption of the gotham city police department but again the other thing is that gotham just wrapped up maybe a year ago maybe two max and that was very heavily about the corruption of the police department and the crime waves of gotham city and the police trying to deal with all of it what do you think of the odds that this is just going to be the next season of gotham at this point like why the fuck not then because really at the end of that series Bruce Wayne became Batman. So what's the difference now between doing an, I think, eighth season of Gotham compared to doing a first season of the, what are they thinking of calling it? Gotham Central or the GCPD, as they might call it. Like, what's the difference? It it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You can literally, and the kid looked like skinny Robert Pattinson anyway. So it doesn't, you know. It's interesting that we keep getting Gotham too. Like, why isn't there anything about like, what goes on in the lab at Star Labs, or like, why isn't there anything about like the the? I'm just gonna call it the Daily Bugle again, the Daily Planet, at, in in Metropolis. Oh, don't we're gonna get tweeted? <laughs> you know, like I I would love to see like uh, like a like a um Aaron Sorkin Daily Planet show. Daily Planet newsroom version. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I I would rather watch a spinoff of like Supergirl because it's the Supergirl Superman is going to get their own series, right? I would rather watch a spinoff of like the Metropolis Police Department because that is, here you have regular humans who have now been, and they it's a police department that until like Superman shows up have just been dealing with normal crime. And all of a sudden this super being shows up and with him, it now attracts like alien invasions and mad scientists and, you know, all sorts of crazy super powered villains, whatever Brainiac is. Right. And they have to adapt to that and they have to learn to like either survive or perish as a police department, both literally and as a, as a 
an institution in order to continue protecting their city. The Gotham City Police Department is just like, well, there's a lot of crazy people now that we have to deal with. But it's no, they're all basically human. The Metropolis Police Department has to deal with a whole other level that they're not equipped to do. And how do you adapt to that and deal with that? That's a more interesting story to me. Plus, we haven't heard that story. I just watched seven to 20 seasons of Gotham. And it's interesting, though, too, because like, okay, we saw to me, it's like, I don't want to see another police department also. Like, I want to see something you haven't seen. Yeah, exactly. But like, we could see how the police departments work in all the different cities, I guess, and how it's different. But I would rather see like CSI lab thing from, is it Central? Is that where, is that where Flash is? Central City? Central City, yeah. I would rather see Barry Allen working on cases, you know, with like forensic scientists or um and yeah again like the daily planet at uh in metropolis and stuff like that what does the waste management do in bloodhaven like that type of thing you know really get into the nitty-gritty of it but like how good would it be to have jimmy olsen written by aaron sorkin <laughs> you know what i mean every yeah no perry white yeah written by aaron sorkin Both, uh, all of them clark kent would be there you know like andrew dunn <laughs> written by aaron sorkin I already am. He's right here. Oh my. I have him in the room. How are... He, he writes everything I'm going to say. And yet you're not pithy. I'm extremely pithy. Touche. I meant pissy, but I had a lisp. Yeah, I know what you meant. Great. I'm with you. Yeah, am I going to watch this? Fuck it, probably. It's on HBO Max. Why not? I'm not. Okay. I'm never going to see this. I never watched a single episode of Gotham. It's good. Fine. It's fine. It. You know what? The more villains and more characters they put into it the less interesting it becomes paul rubens looks good oh he's great he's fantastic well with everything going on in the world today i thought it would be nice for everyone to have some good news so here you go you're welcome a six-year-old boy from wyoming was mauled by a dog last week <laughs> oh hang on there's more no <laughs> is that is that the end no that's the end okay great hey uh, andrew so hey no <laughs> <laughs> so he's he stepped in front of a dog to save his younger sister from the attack. He's a big fan of the Avengers and knew saving his sister was the right thing to do. So check this out. Chris Hemsworth sent the six-year-old a personal thank you video. Chris Evans is sending him a Captain America shield that was actually used in the movies. Anne Hathaway got in touch with him as well, but he said, fuck that shit because Batman's a DC property. That's an exact quote. <laughs> Tom Holland, Hugh Jackman, Zachary Levi, the Russo brothers, Mark Ruffalo, and Robbie Amell, they all have sent their congratulations, their thanks and encouragement for this young, young man. Yeah, this kid stepped in to save his own sister from a dog. And... The entire MCU stepped up. It's incredible. I I saw the um, the video that Chris Evans that Chris Evans sent to him, and I was like, I'm gonna just lose my shit right here. Like I'm gonna start crying. Like it, because he's watching it wearing a Captain America costume. I know. Someone posted it on Facebook, and I I just commented, "I'm not crying. You're crying." Yeah, it's just <laughs> crazy. This kid is absolutely awesome he got reconstructive surgery he had like 90 stitches put in his face i mean he really and he's how old is he he's, six yeah i can't even fathom this kid like here's the thing that gets me at six years old this kid is leaps and bounds a better person than i am at 36 like it's unreal this kid just saw a dog who at six is probably the size of him and his sister and was like, fuck it, I'm in. And let's, <laughs> like, 
And like, he was like fully in my mind. He's like wearing his Captain America Halloween costume. And he just looks at the dog and he just is like, I could do this all day. And just punches the dog in the face. Yeah. That's probably what happened. I would imagine that's what happened. I just, yeah, this kid is unbelievable. Did you hear his sister when Chris Evans said, I'm going to send you a genuine Captain America shield? His sister told him he should carry it with him all the time. He should. I would. Are you kidding? True blue superhero, man. I'd bring it. Someone would be like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. And I'd be like, Chris Evans gave me the shield. Yeah. (laughs) Every day. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't. The, I, this kid's amazing, and this story is amazing. I, I do love that story. That's fantastic. Into the Spider-Verse. It had a lot of spider characters in it, didn't it? Uh, Wait, hold on. Yes. Wrong. Not enough. Silk is going to be a character in Into the Spider-Verse 2. Ooh. Yes. So Phil Lord tweeted, Hey, my ears aren't big enough or stiff enough for my mask-wearing needs. Any suggestions? And Christopher Miller replied with a picture of Silk, whose mask goes under her ears. Ah, uh, like that. Does it set it up? And knock it down. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everything that is coming out about this movie says it can't come out soon enough. Like, if you thought Into the Spider-Verse was crazy batshit insane, they're just going to cram even more in. And the normally for a sequel like this, I'd be like... They might hit max capacity real quick and overdo it. But the way that this movie is structured, I don't think there is a possibility. Do you know Silk's backstory? I've heard it before, but it is escaping me now. Go ahead and tell me. Great. I don't think that's true. I think you're making that up. So here's what Silk's backstory is. You'll never know what I am and am not making up, Andrew. (laughs) Peter Parker gets bitten by this radioactive spider. False. Oh, wait. Sorry. Sorry. I thought you were talking about things that I've made up. Go on. (laughs) So Peter Parker gets bitten by this radioactive spider. Spider goes flying. Peter Parker wakes up the next day. He has has spider powers. What he doesn't realize is that that spider is still alive after he flings it off of himself. And it lands on a young Korean-American girl. And it bites her. Her name is Cindy Moon. And she gains similar powers as well. But she's a little bit faster than him. She gets biological webbing. Like, so she, like, Peter Parker has to make web cartridges. Yeah, so she, oh, yeah, yeah. She right, gets she the gets natural. the Tobey Maguire ones. And uh, she also has... <laughs> and, she, and she literally did it the first time, and she was like, ah, oh, fuck, I got the Tobey Maguire ones. God damn it. <laughs> I don't mean, like, Tobey Maguire and Spider-Man. I mean, Tobey Maguire, he has this natural webbing. It's a whole thing. So she gets that... And her spider sense is like, it can go further and also for longer periods of time. So like, if there's like a missile coming at the country, she can just be like, something's happening over there and like, go figure it out. And her background is insane. So this, there's this character in the Spider-Verse named Ezekiel and he finds her. She's been like keeping it on the down low that she has these powers. He gets to her first and he's a good guy, but he's like, here's the deal. I want to train you to use these powers. But to do that, there's this bad guy named Morlin, who is this guy... I might give you Spider-Verse to read at some point. It's a whole story arc that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. And I've heard it is It's so incredible. Good. And the plot of that is that this guy Morlin is from Earth-001. And it's a Highlander story where he gets his powers from killing spider totems in every universe. Oh, yeah. Because this is the one that actually includes, like, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and... Oh, no, that's a different story, No, I don't think so. It It does have, like, all the weird shit. Like, it has a spider horse and a spider car. Spider ham is in it. There's a spider monkey. Um, And uh, 
so he's like, he knows this is happening. So he's like, I'm collecting as many spider totems as I can to like stay in this protected area where he can't find us. He can't sense that you're in there and I'll train you there. So he, she goes to that. He's training her for six years. And then Peter Parker ends up having this vision that she's locked up in there. And so he, he, after Spider-Verse happens, Spoiler alert, Morlin is killed, <laughs> but nobody told her. I figured someone was going to die because it's a comic book. And I was like, right, he's... I know. It's also old. It's been around forever. He said a lot of characters and none of them are dead yet. So one of them has got to go. <laughs> and uh, no one tells her. So she continues her training. Peter Parker busts her out and he, she's like, you're going to get us killed. And he's like, no, Morlin's dead. And so she like has to like deal with that the fact that she's been training for this and in hiding for so long for no reason and so she becomes like a, a very troubled superhero <laughs> interesting i th- yeah i i'm requesting that you make that one of my reading assignments at some point i mean there's with that kind of backstory there's a good possibility that it could the plot could focus around silk in some sort of way yeah yeah that which would be very cool to really dive even further into like I would love for them to have Morlin be the main villain of the next one. Yeah. That would be wild. To have someone jumping dimensions and killing spider people. Well, I that's to kind of parlay off of that, that's what I was gonna say is now I, I would love to kick the movie up a notch or the franchise up a notch where in the last movie you had a few spider entities coming into one world. So now let's just jump from like world to world. So instead of coming in, going yeah. out. And that would be very cool. I'd love to also see more of Spider-Gwen's backstory because hers is crazy too. That uh, Peter Parker was her Uncle Ben. Right. That like because of her mistakes, Peter Parker died. And it like eats her up inside. I would love to see more into the Spider-Verse uh, movies. <laughs> well, yeah. Assuming they're good. How dare you? Assume that it won't be good. Is there a truck? You heard it. No, you heard it here first, Internet. Okay? Andrew Dunn thinks that the next Into the Spider-Verse movie will not be good. So when it's great, you feel free to tweet him all day and all night about how he was wrong. Yeah, tweet me, baby. You can suck it. You're better than this. Am I... No, I lied. All right. It's time to go on to reading assignments. Um, for my reading assignment, you gave me the sci-fi original Happy. Uh, Happy is a show starring Christopher Maloney. It's based on a four-issue comic by Grant Morrison. And it was a sci-fi original. It ran for two seasons that just wrapped up, and they did cancel it after two. I checked. Uh, and so I think both seasons are now on Netflix. Season one definitely is. And I believe season two is as well. The premise of this is pure Grant Morrison. Uh, Christopher Maloney plays a washed out cop who is now, I don't even know what he is. I mean, sometimes he's a hitman. Sometimes he's just a dude. But he is a hot, he is a professional hot mess is really what he is. And in the first season, you see him have a hit go wrong. And as a result for other reasons an imaginary donkey as voiced by Patton Oswalt uh, appears in front of him and what you find out is this imaginary donkey is the imaginary friend of his spoiler alert for the first episode of happy his daughter and it is the quest to find his daughter who has been kidnapped 
and going all across New York City to find him. This is, you know, this is an interesting one. It is a weird, weird, wild ride. Okay. And at first, I will be honest, I did not think I would get into this. It's not one where I like watch the first episode. I'm like, fuck, my mind is blown right now. But it is one of those ones where if you go with it, it, the storyline gets under your skin. And the first episode ends and you're like, all right, I want to see where this is going. I'll watch the second one. And by the second one, I'm now thinking about it. Like even when I'm not watching the show, I'm like, I wonder what the hell this guy is going to do next. I wonder if he is going to ever find this girl. Who the hell is this guy? What's going on with this? It is one of those mysteries that you're like, I need to see this out to the end. And you really don't have any idea where it's going to go. No, that's the thing. With the beauty of... Oh, sorry. If that just dinged in your ear. I just got a message from Jim Fagan. Oh my God. <laughs> there it is. There he is. Oh, he's texting me right now. Oh, man. What's he saying? Ironically enough, he said, I'll text you next week to interrupt again i'm gonna let him know that he's already on another episode he's already interrupting the next episode so anyway uh this show like i said i'm four episodes in it's eight episodes for the first season and i'm definitely going to continue to at least see how this mystery ends because i am fascinated by it give me your thoughts on it since you're the one who assigned this i'm about um six episodes in and uh it it the amount that it escalates is exponential so like it starts at one and then goes to two and then the next episode is four and the next episode is eight and it just like it by the by the time you're on like the sixth episode it's at like a thousand and everything is just like insane which i really like yeah it is and the beauty of his character because he is such a dark hot mess is that you can take him anywhere and do anything to him. It's also, it's hyper-violent in that not only is it very violent, but also, like, this guy gets the crap beat out of him on a minute-by-minute basis. But you can take him in any direction, and I will believe that he would get into this mess. I will also believe that he will get out of this mess uh, through whatever means necessary. So you can take this into this weird, these weird dark crevices. I also want to give a shout out. Let me look up his name. Oh, uh, Richie Coster is the actor's name who plays um, Francisco, the mobster with the family. Oh, that yeah. guy there. There's a character in this who just every scene he's in is like magnetic. He, he, he just has this way of delivering his dialogue and just being in a scene that I'm like, I don't know where the hell you're channeling this from. I don't know what direction you're going in. I don't know what you're doing with this. His accent is so New York that it almost feels fake to me, but it works so well in this, like this world that is so heightened and elevated. He also has, that type of voice that always sounds like he has something in his mouth. Yeah, that's kind of what I <laughs> and mean. And so, but it makes me like, and normally it would annoy the shit out of me, but it makes me lean in and I'm like, I want to know more about this guy. Like, it's very fascinating. So he's definitely like an all-star player amongst a really great cast, but he's someone that I did not see coming. Well, keep watching then because he gets a much bigger role and it's great. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he does. I'm sure it, like the last scene i saw him in he was being ripped to shreds by uh his boss who was dressed in a giant bug suit <laughs> oh yeah that's right you know the scene i'm talking about yeah i just got to a scene 
that implies that they're going to explain what that is. Yes, I would imagine. That's the other thing is that I can already see there are certain threads that may not even lead into like, it might not even be a story element. It's just like a theme or an ongoing, I don't even want to call it a gag, but a a reference or something. A subplot. A subplot that they're going to like, eventually, it's going to be something. And it, it does feel like that type of series that, they know what they're doing. So every little thing you're like, what the hell was that? But you you feel like you're in, in trustworthy hands with this series. Yeah, they're not making it up as they go along. Yeah, and they're like, this is going to pay off. You don't know how, you don't know when, but you know this is going to pay off in any sort of way. And, and when you're in that type of trustworthy hands and you have that going on, you're like, uh, I can't wait to see how this is going to pay off because I know it's. I'm not going to see it coming. I really like the guy who plays Santa. I... He's creepy as hell. God, that is... Oh, it's so... God, it's so creepy. Yeah, that thing is... I don't know if you've gotten to this part yet. Have you gotten to the part where he meets him in the behind a bar? Where they kick the... And he eats um, Happy? Yeah. Yeah, I have seen that. Well, that's a spoiler. Sorry. <laughs> that's all right. Maybe I'll cut it out. Maybe I won't. But I was going to say that's an interesting twist that develops there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the... Uh, it's kind of a spoiler. That being said, it's like a quick thing and then it, and that, but I haven't gotten to the part where that pays off or they bring that back up again. So I, I'm definitely in at least for the first eight episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Are any, is there any last, last thoughts you want to, you want to give about it? I think the, um, we shouldn't end this without talking about the fight choreography. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. That was it another really thing I really liked about Watchmen that I don't know that we talked about. Now, like, one of the things with Watchmen, we talked about that one episode that was really, really good, the, like, flashback nostalgia episode. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I remember when we watched it, Melinda and I were watching it, and I had to go back and watch. There's a scene where he breaks in. He just goes in by himself into, like, the back of a convenience store where the KKK is meeting. Yes. And he just, like, by himself tears him apart. And I had to go back. I rewatched it, like, five times because it's all one, one cut of him starting going up to the front door and then beating the shit out of all of these guys and then like them throwing him through the front window and then it cuts. And I remember there's a part where halfway through the fight, he throws a chair across the room and hits a KKK guy. And I was like, how many takes yeah, yes. did they do yes. before he hit the guy with the chair? Yeah. And how many did they do where they did that part right? And then they mess something up after. And they're like, okay, reset the chair. And the chair breaks when it hits him. Right. Reassemble the chair. Put it back. You know, like, insane. So with this one as well, with Happy. Right. There's less of that stuff. There's less stuff that makes you go like, oh my God, how did they do that? But there's so much. It's, I would be amazed. What's the main actor's name? Christopher Maloney? Christopher Maloney. I would be amazed if he never broke his nose or a finger or a knee. Yeah. Yeah. It's or really a toe intense. or something. Yeah. Because there's so really, much yeah. contact that I would be amazed if they landed all of those every time. And there's a lot of close-ups on him while it's happening. Right. So, like, I don't think a lot of the time it's a stunt double. I'm sure it is for a lot of the stuff, like, right. being hurled through a window or whatever. But there's a lot of time you can see everyone's face in this, and it's incredible. Oh, no, I, I think you're right. I think a lot, of, a lot of it is him. The other thing I'll say on top of that, the other great thing about this that I appreciate is that every character in this is a 
fully fledged character. Yeah. There's no like just toss off general mob guy, you know, like I'm thinking of the scene where he's in his own apartment Yeah. and they have the dialogue right by the fridge and they're talking about like, Oh, well you didn't hear that. I'm actually protecting. And he's like, yeah, I don't work for that guy anymore. I work for, we work for this guy now. And he's like, when did that happen? Tuesday. And you get this whole like back and forth and it's a funny dialogue and it's just a funny banter. But at the same time, what that does is it makes the guy that, you don't see him ever again. Like he, spoiler, he's dead like three seconds after this. But that's a fully fledged character now. I know a little bit about him. The poker game. Like, yeah, the poker game. I don't even want to say anything about it, but it is so good. <laughs> it's really good and it's really tense. But all those guys, you know, they're fully fledged You get characters. an understanding of who they are. You get an understanding are. of who they are. And in doing so, you get a fully fledged understanding of what this world is another thing you said as well as you did touch on that it's hyper violent but i want to stress it is hyper violent yeah there's so much death and so much like limbs go missing and shooting and stabbing and the blood in it is a tarantino-esque not just level but also like the way it comes out of a person's body. You know what I mean? Like, it's really, it is that type of a thing. It's like you're reading a comic book in that way. It is. Yeah. And it's very much, the source material was written by Grant Morrison. A newbie. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Up and comer, really. Yeah. It's a nice indie flick. But go into that knowing that because even just the first scene of the entire series, (laughs) Where he, you think he shoots himself and then he breaks out into a dance. It gets really weird. (laughs) But if you know, like, oh, this is the source material, then it helps kind of ease that transition into the series. It also, it just gets weirder and weirder. It does. There's something in like, well, in like two episodes from where you are, something super weird happens. And I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's so fucking weird. See, now I feel like I got to stay up and watch it. Oh, God. Yeah. Do you have anything for me? I do. I think I do. Unless you've played this already. I actually have a video game. I, Chris Treble, I'm going to give you a video game to try and play. Is it The Last of Us Part 2? It is not The Last of Us Part 2. Because I just finished playing it. It's very good. I know it's available on a few different platforms, both mobile and on console as well. Have you ever played a game called Inside? No. Okay. Find out, if you can... Usually there's a good mobile version of it that you can probably get uh, that's worth it. So I know on I on the Apple store that they had like a free demo version that you could just do. That would probably be enough for the reading assignment. If you are playing it and you get to the end of the free demo version and you're like, I like this, it's it's worth buying and you could play the rest, the rest of it. But I know it's also on console. It's at least on the Xbox console. So I would imagine it's probably on the PlayStation console as well. But search around. If you can't find it, I'll we'll just assign something else in the interim, and then we'll never speak of this again. <laughs> but uh, I am not a gamer, and I loved this game so much. I was like, I need to know what Andrew Dunn thinks about this. So it's the game is called Inside. It's by Play Dead. See if you can find it, and then we'll we'll talk about it. Until then, we uh, that's I think that's it, right? That's all we gotta. That's all we gotta talk about. That was nice. And now we've done another thing. And there it is. It is there. We did do the thing. Yes, we did. Hey, uh, hey, Andrew. Yeah. Hey, Andrew. Yep. 
I tried to ease it in. I'm I could, so exhausted. <laughs> I could see it, so I'm trying to like take it gently for you. You're trying to do it slower. That's great. That's yeah, what I, that's trying to what I slowly need. just ease it in. Yeah, slower so that it takes longer. That's great. So I stay up later. I get it. That's hey, great. Hey, Andrew. That's exactly what hey, I Andrew. What? 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 Where can they find us? They can find us on iTunes, on Spotify, on either Google Play Music or Google Podcasts. You can listen to us on SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break. You can visit our Twitter. We're getting close to 3,000 followers. Ho-ho, babies! Take that, Ollie. So we, uh... (laughs) We are... That, that our handle there is at Media Lunch Break. You can find us on Facebook. We're on Instagrams. Just one. We're not on Instagrams. We're on Instagram. We should get on more than one then. I know, so that we can say we're on the grams and, it's, and it can be the truth. I'm on the we're grams. We're on YouTube.com slash The Media Lunch Break. We're on Patreon.com slash The Media Lunch Break. Please give us your money. You can also find us on our website, which is TheMediaLunchBreak.com. You can send us an email at TheMediaLunchBreak at gmail.com. Rate and review us on iTunes and SoundCloud and YouTube. Uh, because that stuff really helps. It actually does. It does a lot. And a big shout out. You know what helps even more than that? Is sending us money on Patreon like our good friend Julie. She's such a good friend. Thanks, Julie. And we love her very much. And uh, that's it. Awesome. Fantastic. All right. So uh, next week, I don't know. We'll do another thing. I have no fucking idea. <sighs> I'm so wiped out. I tried to take a nap earlier, and instead I had caffeine, and that only works so well. <laughs> By accident? What are you talking about? No, sorry. I was like, I'm going to take a nap later, and then for some reason I didn't have any time working full-time and watching an infant. That doesn't sound right. I know. I should have so much free time. So instead I tried to drink some tea. <laughs> you tried to drink tea for your caffeine? I did drink tea. I succeeded. And, uh, Yes. It didn't. It did. It, you know what? It worked for a little while. And then when it didn't, what happened? I started yawning. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Right into the mic. There you go, buddy. <laughs> really swallow that thing with it. How have you? How are you? How have you been? I'm fine. I think I'm okay. I thought of a sequel episode to our our episode where we filled out a dating profile okay yes and it's i'm taking this in a different direction yes okay yes have you heard of yes find something new.org no okay you're gonna love this because not only are you gonna love it because it's something we can do with the podcast but it's also political great so find something new.org is the website that Ivanka. no ivana no ivanka no ivana the daughter ivanka 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 is now promoting, and basically the, the the idea is that since we, everybody's lost their job because of the pandemic, we all need to stop bitching about how we don't have a job and just move on to something new, <laughs> to a new job, because our old job hasn't come back yet. So there is a new website called findsomethingnew.org, and you go to it, and you can... It's basic. This website is basically a link to other websites. And when you click on it, you will go to other websites that you can fill in like, this is the job you had, or this is the job I would like to have, or this is the industry I'd like to be in. And it will find basically just like job applications and job openings for those type of jobs for you to just find a new brand new career in because you don't have your old one anymore. Yeah. If, if it came out like Trump's people orchestrated this, and they were like, hey, you know who's fucking nuts? <laughs> it's Kanye. Remember when he was here and he sat in the Oval Office and he took a five-minute meeting and stretched it for three and a half days? 
I bet you he'll run for president. Somebody just leave an application lying around. In fact, wait, hold on. Go on. <laughs> go on findandchange.org. <laughs> I bet there's one there. Oh my God. Just send him. What if that's what happened? What if he used that and he was like. I bet he used it and he didn't put in rapper. I bet he just, as they're like, what is your current job? And he just typed in Kanye West. <laughs> And then the first, and then the first thing that came up was President of the United States. And he looked at it and it was like, oh, one job opening. Click. Yeah, I have a similar, uh, I have a similar theory. But my theory is that he did put in rapper, but he spelled it wrong. It said raper, and then it came up with President of the United States. 